when I'm meeting someone, it's almost like I want them to know either, especially if it's a business convo, like what I want out of this relationship and what I can offer in this relationship. You are listening to the Redefining Wealth Podcast, where we chase purpose, not money. I'm your host, Patrice Washington, and welcome back. You are in for another treat. You know that this guest, all the guests that we bring to this podcast are going to challenge you to truly redefine wealth and chase purpose on your terms. Now, if you're brand new here, you may not know what it means to redefine wealth, but you should know that this is a community that believes that wealth is so much more than just money and material possessions. We believe in the original 12th century definition of wealth, which says it's about the condition of well-being. And so our guest today is going to help you be well in one of our six pillars of wealth. If you don't know anything about that, I want you to head to patricewashington.com forward slash start here so you can do the free audio training. It's really quick, really powerful, really impactful, and it's going to break down what the six pillars are because these are the parts of life, the parts of your life that are impacting your finances even when you're not thinking about it. Now, before I get to today's guest, let's jump in to the affirmation of the week. You know, you got to speak positivity into your life. To your day. Yeah. You gotta affirm positivity. You gotta affirm abundance. You gotta affirm yourself to well. This week's affirmation is I lead a people driven life. I acknowledge that success comes from not just understanding my purpose here on earth, but being able to share it freely with others. Every person in my life has been placed here for a purpose. Not one person is here by accidents or happenstance. I value relationships, good or bad, and I've learned something from each one of them. Because my net worth is determined by my network, I monitor my relationships with precision. Time with those that drain me is minimized immediately, but those that add energy receive my undivided attention when we're in each other's presence. So declare with me today, I lead a people-driven life. Today's guest is my good girlfriend, Lori Harder. Starting her career in fitness as a three-time fitness world champion, 11-time fitness cover model, and gym owner, Lori Harder has gone on to build three separate seven-figure businesses. She is the founder and CEO of Light Pink, a new light rosé wine spritz and non-alcoholic rosé. She's also a best-selling author and the host of the Earn Your Happy podcast with, get this, 32 million downloads and co-host of the new podcast girlfriends in business launched alongside Allie Webb founder of dry bar and Brittany Driscoll founder of squeeze and beyond all of that honestly she is one of the best people I have ever met in my life 
I adore her. Without further ado, here is Lori Harder. Welcome, Lori. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Patrice. It feels more like it's just catch up time between you and I when we get to podcast. <laughs> so I'm excited about it. It's actually really welcome back, huh? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back. Man. Okay. So much has happened since the last time you were on the podcast. And just mm. to uh, refresh everyone's memory, that was about four years ago already. Oh my, oh my goodness. Wait, that's yeah. really a long time. <laughs> yeah. That was about four years ago already. Um, when wow. I met you at an event and you hit it off with my daughter first. I'm not jealous. There's no problem there. <laughs> Um, instantly met and connected and I was reading your book, A Tribe Called Bliss at the time. Mm. And that was about breaking through superficial relations or friendships mm. and creating real connection. And what an mm. honor to be able to now look at the last four years and mm. see just how much true friendship and like real connection I've been able mm. to create with you. And I can honestly say that you didn't just write that book out of like, this sounds like something cool mm -hmm. to talk about. Like, Lori, this is how you live your life. Mm. Oh man, well, thank you so much. And thanks for that reflection because that is so cool to look back on because that was a, a time where, you know, we, we teach what we need the most and we especially write what we need the most. <laughs> and I think at that time I had been working simultaneously while working on the book, I was working on my relationships with women because I, you know, years before that, even five years before that, I really, really struggled with knowing how to even connect with women, let alone how to build myself, build a career and like build my network slash friendships. Like it felt all very blurry. I didn't really understand how to do it. And, you know, Patrice, like I was homeschooled through high school. So I especially did not fully understand, like, how do I make friends? Like it, it it's all kind of a struggle. Like, yeah. and I remember I used to look at like the popular girls and all it changes to is like who the popular girls are in business and who are the, you know, the it girls the in the it book girls. writing, who are the it podcasters who are, it like doesn't change it. It just changes outfits. So I think that we all are like, I was looking at just groups of how do I get into that group? And, you know, my life will be better when I'm in this group, or maybe when I'm over here, people will take me serious. And I just was navigating my way through all of that. And I felt very much like, okay, if I'm feeling, you know, crazy and lost and confused and like feeling like I'm struggling in these relationships, like other people must be struggling as well. And the more that I started to talk about it, the more I was like, oh, we're all having some form of, you know, um, like challenge around relationships. And I found that it even crossed over. It wasn't just, you know, women and women having trouble around their female friendships, but men even dealt with the same thing too. So, yeah. um, yeah, it was a really cool, it was kind of a cool point to meet you where I kind of started to really understand it for the most part and be in these rooms, having these conversations, um, and then to meet you. And from then on kind of create this relationship that just felt very, it's like the equal energy exchange that we can kind of, that we can talk about where it's, it's almost like this understanding where I, I meet a woman who feels very, it, it felt like you were on a mission and had goals as well. And, you know, you're the type of woman that I wanted to meet at that time where I knew that you would also pull me up to be my higher self, to meet you where you were at and where you wanted to be at as well. 
Um, so there are those relationships that, you know, will just kind of pull you up wherever you're at. And you were one of those people, um, for me. Oh my gosh. Well, you've definitely been that for me. Um, (laughs) and I just, I'll say publicly, you know, I don't know how many people that I I've met that just are genuinely so willing to support you. Like Mm -hmm. whether it has been a personal thing or a professional thing, you are definitely very much the like, how can I support you? Do you want to get on a zoom? Do you want to talk? Do you need a a voice memo? Like, do you Mm -hmm. need, like, how can I support you? And that has just been um, so refreshing, Mm -hmm. like really refreshing because a lot of relationships can be rooted in what can you give? Like, you know, how can I give to you, but not necessarily if I ever need Mm -hmm. anything, do I feel like I can text or call or reach out? Um, mm-hmm. And I don't feel that with you. I feel like if I ask you the most random thing, you'll be like, huh, sure. Uh, <laughs> let me ask Chris yeah. so I can figure it out. Or let me, you know, you, you're just so open um, and it's mm. just so appreciated. And, you know, I know when I read your bio, it mentioned um, that you recently launched Light Pink, that you're the CEO mm of light pink um, and the whole mission around light pink. And for those of you who follow me in social media, you you already know this, but if you've been paying attention, but I was a part of being an investor in light mm-hmm. pink and Lori had all women investors involved in light pink. And I remember being at that investor dinner um, mm. in Arizona and just talking to woman after woman who came together to so into this vision and it all came down to like, we trust Lori. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, there's, you know, all this potential and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, you were able to enroll people in a vision because of who you are Mm -hmm. when you're not asking for anything, when you're just like Mm -hmm. being a genuine person and a genuine friend. And I just Mm -hmm. really, really appreciate that about you. Oh my gosh. I mean, that is, it's funny how you like, can you're bringing me back to a place where I actually need to be right now. And I think it's so important to have relationships like we have right now, because I hope if people are listening, like truly this, she's having me on her podcast, but it's feeding me around a reminder of the vision. And I think that's one of the most important things that friends do is remind you, remind you of who you are. And essentially who I am is this vision of women coming together ultimately is what I've figured out about myself is that, um, I may not be the best at certain things, but I will tell you, I'm like the best connector (laughs) and like also connector of women to their vision as well. And I think that, you know, I know Patrice, when you connect to your vision, like that connects women to to their vision. Mm -hmm. And the more that we can kind of find our people in it, and, and like support them in their vision that connects us back to ours. And I know that that's like a a big circle, but that's kind of how it works is that when I look at Patrice in her full power and when she is like really in her dream, like that reminds me and ignites me and lights up that place in my brain and in my soul where I'm like, Oh, that's what it's about. It's about when I see another woman fully in her power and enrolled in that vision and like getting out in the world and, and putting that out there, it, it, it allows me and shows me that that's where I should be as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's what happened, uh, with light pink is it was just like, you know, me fully deciding to step into like this next ultimate vision in my life. That was so scary. Mm-hmm. And I think the, 
it's funny because there were parts of it that were so scary, but you get one woman who says yes at first. And it kind of tipped this domino of like, well, I got one, let's see. We've got one person enrolled. Let's see what else we can do. And what was so cool about it is as I would tell people the vision, the more that this vision got became real to me. So sometimes you might, you might be listening right now and you're like, Oh, I have this little secret or this dream that I want to do. And you tell one friend and you tell the right friend, right? That's really important. You tell the right friend or this new circle of people who also believe and have these visions. And all of a sudden someone's like, yeah, of course that's for you. Of course you should do that. Of course, this is a great idea. And then you're like, it is, maybe I should tell someone else. And now you have two people that you've told who are like, this is incredible. And what if you did this? Or you meet someone who's an expander and they're like, and you could do this. And I think that that is the importance of a network, especially a strong female network is to see someone who's like you, right? Like, okay, if she can do it, I can do it too. And breathe life into it because I would never be doing this if I did not have all of these other women who also simultaneously got on board for the vision, which I'll share in a, in a minute of why we did this, but, but who simultaneously got on board and truly every single investor, there's 54 investors breathed life into it, which made it so real and so tangible and so much bigger, by the way, so much bigger than I ever imagined as each person came on and added their you know thoughts and skill set to it. Um, that I'm so grateful I went this route, even though I will tell you it, it was, it was a little more challenging getting all female investors because number one, a lot of the women in my circle had never invested before. So there was an education component, which actually costed me as a company more money to educate through my, um, attorney who, mm-hmm. um, you know, they needed to know more about the paperwork. So they would ask more questions, which you're billed hourly. So it did cost more to do it. And I think that's why a lot of people tend to be like, Oh, I'll just take the easy money. But the thing about the easy money is that it doesn't necessarily come with help, meaning like that you don't have these diehard people on the vision who are just so excited because it's the first time maybe they got to invest or they're so bought into the vision because they just get it. It's totally what they believe in as well. Um, But at the same time, like the easy money is just kind of like, ah, here's the money. This is great. It's an opportunity to maybe make more money. But when you get people bought in. That is like another level of getting it out into the world. And not just that, it's another level of life that comes into your dream and your business. So, um, you know, the vision behind light pink was truly to connect women to each other, to create bigger conversations that bring bigger opportunities. And that's really what the entire thing is based on is if we just started connecting more and asking the right questions when we connect, bigger opportunities are revealed for women. And I knew that I would have to go first for a lot of people. Don't get me wrong. Some of my people, some of my investors have gone way before me and they're Mm -hmm. like teaching and inspiring me and doing all the things. But I also knew that with this company, I wanted it to be a company that showed like Hey, this is like next level of how you support women. Um, This is like supporting women with your dollar, not just like, Hey, you're amazing. I love you. Or I'm sharing your post. It's like, like. Oh my God. Yes. This is like really showing up with your dollar. And then a lot of these women are getting behind their dollar and saying, okay, not only did I give you money, but how can I market this and help, you know, get it out into the world? And how can we really make this our own? Because I am bought into the company and it is essentially mine as well. Um, 
so it's, it's already starting Patrice. I think the coolest thing and I'll shut up in a second, but (laughs) the coolest thing is that I have already seen with investors who maybe the conversation of investing or starting a company had never been on their lips before. I already see that just by learning about it through investing and through knowing what these, what this opportunity was, um, that they are teaching their followers and their people about this opportunity. And if you want to launch a business and you don't have the money for it, could you raise money? So it already has done what I wanted it to do. It's already created this new, uh, conversation around. There are other options for you that you may not be thinking about simply because you're not in the right conversations. Yeah, that is so good. That ripple effect is real, but it has to Mm. start somewhere. Right. Yeah. It does have to start somewhere. Um, I wanted to talk to you about curating the community you desire, because what mm. I hear from a lot of women is I'm not in spaces where women are supportive. Um, and many of us come from bullying by girls in school or just betrayal as, you know, even adults uh, at the hands mm-hmm. of women. And so when we think about well, let's do something that involves women (laughs) or sharing our heart with women, being vulnerable in spaces with women. Um, You know, I've felt very comfortable with you from the very beginning. That's not always the case, you know, Mm -hmm. with people. And you may not always feel that immediate sense of connection, but there's still, it doesn't mean that there's not an opportunity to create something powerful together. And so let's just talk about that because 54 women investing, Lori, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's really impressive most people will be like Mm. i don't know 54 people that like me enough to give me ten dollars much less tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands so Mm. where do we begin Mm. first of all i i I just want to share like i didn't know all of them i only i really only knew half of them and some i only knew of and the other half came when i mean i hit a wall at a at so I raised $2 million, but I hit a wall at a million dollars. I just want to be like, so real with everybody listening. Like I was like, I'm fresh out. I'm fresh out of women. Like I don't know where these women are at. I have a confession to make. My relationship with looking good is so complicated. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I like high quality clothes. I just don't like going shopping. And I definitely don't always want to pay high quality prices, if you know what I'm saying. Plus, I don't always want to wear the same stuff over and over again. So I was super excited when I found out about the clothing rental membership armoire because they are making getting dressed stylish, but super easy. When I signed up, I took a five minute style quiz. And based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my lifestyle. I'm filming in a few weeks and I literally just got the cutest blazers delivered to my door in as little as two days. And when I'm ready for new clothes, I can just swap them out for more new-to-me styles. So whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for some black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room and you won't have to feel bad for only wearing something once. Now, What I also love is that Armoire is women-founded and women-led. They even spotlight women-owned designers on their website. So I know I'm wearing brands that are aligned with my values. I love that I can support a business that's built by women like me. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, you might want to try Armoire. I promise you will never be without the perfect outfit for any occasion ever again. And right now, Redefining Wealth listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash wealth. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E 
wealth to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. So I started asking women where the women were like, <laughs> I need help. Like I really had this place of asking for a lot of help. And do you know any investors or what could we do to drum up some, some people who might be interested in this? So I utilized those already, um, the women who had already said yes. And like really put that out into the world. Um, but I will tell you like the, the making connections with anyone and with women, especially if you've been scarred, like I had had some, I had some women trauma <laughs> can be shared on another, read the book. Okay. Read the book. Yes. <laughs> you can know just, I, we've all had it. Like we've mm-hmm. had something where it's either like really, really scarred you and you might have some PTSD around it. And what happens is we tend to take those moments from these past relationships and pains, just like when you're dating someone and you're like, Oh, red flag. And it sets you off, right? Like you have all of these triggers that you see and you tend to throw that wall back up because it's easier to be alone. It's easier to isolate. It's just we, we keep going back to that place where we're like, "Mm, Nope, I didn't like that. It's easier to go it alone instead of having a conversation, letting them know what your expectations are from the beginning, actually letting them know, like, Hey, if, if something was said to you that hurt you, like having an adult conversation around, Hey, I really value our friendship. And I just, I, you may not have even meant this, but I just want to tell you what it triggered in me. Um, when this happened, or when you said this, like, I know that you may not have even meant it. Like Mm -hmm. what we don't understand is that every single one of us, when we're meeting each other, like when I first met Patrice, the thing that you have, that I have to know about Patrice is that she's bringing along a lifetime of experiences with her. Like she's got so many references of friendships and experiences that she's bringing into this moment that can let her be who she is in that moment. And some people, Um, A lot of times when women are meeting each other, we're not like we haven't worked through all that trauma yet. So we have to kind of like, you know, realize that each party has an expectation and that each party might need something out of it. So it's like having these really honest, open conversations up front. And for me, when I'm meeting someone, it's almost like I want them to know either, especially if it's a business convo, like what I want out of this relationship and what I can offer in this relationship. And I think that that's the part where women get kind of scared is like, what if they're needy? What if they want too much? What if they, you know, do this to me? And if we can look back at all the times that happened, I promise you, there's probably an expectation or a conversation that you skipped over that you didn't have. You let something boil. Um, you know, you, you block them out of your life before you even had that conversation. And I think going into any, any relationship, we have to be willing and open to have tough conversations. I know Tim Ferriss has a great quote. It says, um, the, your level of success will be directly related to how many tough conversations you're willing to have in a day. And I will tell you that I think the level of like the, the richness of your relationships will be directly related to the amount of tough conversations you're willing to have in a day. And for me, it's like, I I've always, even, you know, with my husband, it's like, we would have never made it if we wouldn't have started having tough conversations, especially because we worked together. There were about a million tough conversations we've had to have because, um, nobody's perfect. And if you want grace in the relationship, you also have to give them grace and know that you're never going to find your perfect person. So if we're going down a checklist of our best friend, like we all have like a secret best friend checklist that we don't even know about, like, 
they have to be like this. They have to like this. They have to want to do this. They better not be like this and they better show up to this and they better not be late or whatever they are. And no one will ever fall into that. So um, one of my friends, Lindsay Sikornik says to collect people and you might meet a woman that you absolutely love just because she is inspiring you with her style. Like, you know, but when you talk to her, you're like, oh my God, she's so shallow. Like I can't even take it all. She talks about our clothes. Okay. That's great. Can you actually use help with clothes? Like, do you want to learn about clothes from this woman who's obsessed with it and has dedicated her life to like wardrobe and clothing? She serves a purpose in my life. Like if I can understand Mm. that she can serve a specific purpose and doesn't have to serve all the purposes, she does not have to be the woman that I talk about family with. She does not have to be the woman that I talk about God or spirituality with, but she can be the woman who can help me crush my wardrobe. Like this is what I really have started to do is put people in, um, categories that aren't necessarily like they're just in that category. But what I can say is, wow, I appreciate them for this, like really, really focus in on what they bring to my life and what they offer. And they don't have to bring everything. And that is when my life opened up Patrice, like truly open. I mean, just so opened up and allowed people to it allowed them to like really be who they are meant to be in my life instead of trying to force them to be like everything for me all at once. And Mm. that is the most disappointing place that I've, that I, and I, I stayed there for a long time and I was constantly disappointed by people. And unfortunately I was like taking off their beautiful sparkle because I didn't even allow them to be who they came into my life to be. Oh, friend, that was, so, 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 so good. It is so good. So a couple things came up um, for me. You know, I have had people say to me <laughs> different things like, all you do is hang out with those people. And I mm. assume, um, especially professionally, everyone that I hang out with professionally doesn't look like me. They don't come from my background. They may not have the same exact spiritual beliefs. And mm-hmm. I found in one season, this is a few years ago, I found myself wanting to defend my choice in friends. Yeah. You know, and the truth of the matter though, is everyone that I call friend, they do serve a different purpose in my Mm -hmm. life. And that purpose is beautiful for what it is. But to your point, when you try to force people to be the end all be all, is when you start to have a problem. Like Mm -hmm. you don't know why I say so-and-so is my friend. So you are judging them from your lens and what you think you know about them, but that's not even the part that they serve in my life, right? Mm -hmm. And I found myself Mm -hmm. wanting to like judge and protect or, you know, have an answer for that. And I just like release that, like, anyone that I allow in my space, like if we can text, that means you're allowed in my space. Cause I don't just mm-hmm. give my number out all willy nilly. Right. Do you right. say willy nilly? Willy nilly is still. I will now. <laughs> I will. I willy nilly now. <laughs> so, you know, that means that they serve a purpose in my life and I just want to honor that purpose. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize before a few years ago how many relationships I probably missed out on back to like the college days because I allowed other people to dictate whether someone 
could be a friend to me because they were judging based on their background and their experience and what they found mm -hmm, to be acceptable mm -hmm. when really I was raised to be much more open-minded, you know, no, no shade, but like mm -hmm. I was not raised to like judge people for all of these different mm -hmm. things. I just wasn't, I could be cool with everyone, but I missed out, I think on some really potentially great friendships because of other people having mm -hmm. an opinion. And when it came down oh. to it, those weren't even the folks who would truly support me because that also wasn't their role. Their role wasn't mm -hmm. to support me in the ways mm -hmm. that I needed in order to grow professionally or financially or spiritually. They were they were there for whatever they were there for in that season. And I think many of us miss out on relationships because we're worried about what other people think about the, our friend choices. Oh my God. I mean, th so that that kind of is like, this there's this next level this next layer and i know that you'll follow me on this one like where you might even have a best friend like maybe think of like one of your closest friends in your life and they can be really good friends if not best friends with somebody that you don't like and that can be okay with you because you know that that person is serving a place in them that you can't serve like i have a friend like that where i'm like okay that girl actually annoys the crap out of me. I love that she serves this thing in your life that fulfills you because the way that you get along with her, like makes me so happy. And mm -hmm. even though her and I are oil and water, like because she makes you so happy in that way or serves that purpose, it makes me so excited. And I can let that relationship be. And I don't need to talk smack about her. Like I literally can say, wow, I really like honor that. And now I can like, it, it's, I can see the value that it's, that she's giving you. And that's like a next level because that is, that's literally, we're all going to have that. Like, you're not going to escape that. And I think the painful places are when we get stuck in thinking, well, if I don't like them, I don't want them to like them either. And it's really robbing somebody of a beautiful experience with them and allowing you, I think relationships are so beautiful because it's not always the good ones that teach us the most. It's truly those relationships that teach us the most. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, why, why am I annoyed by her? What is that reflecting in me? Can I let that be? Um, and what is really interesting, Patrice, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this is like, you don't always get to be like the hero or the person that people like in the relationship. Like sometimes you don't even know what you're doing wrong. You can be the, you could be the nicest, sweetest. You could be trying to fix everything and someone is not going to like you. And a lot of times that is the relationship that has taught me so much is how can I complete this loop? Like, how can I complete this story in a way that serves me, even though it's not being completed or ending in the way that I want? Like that one is the one that crushes my soul, but mm. teaches me the most. When I started podcasting, I had nothing. No fancy equipment, no cover art, no theme music. I just had this burning desire that I was supposed to use my purpose of helping people redefine wealth in the podcasting space. And so with some intentional planning, I launched what became the Redefining Wealth podcast in just three weeks. That was four years ago. And today, the Redefining Wealth podcast has over 9 million downloads. We've interviewed everyone from celebrities to entertainers to authors and thought leaders. We've been featured everywhere from Success Magazine to Cosmopolitan and even Good Morning America. Now, why do I share all that? Because 
I'm not special. The truth is this started with leaning into my purpose and being willing to use my voice in a powerful way. And I bet that there's something that's calling you as well, something that you need to use your voice to amplify in the marketplace. So I wanna help you do that. If you're finally ready to use your voice and launch a podcast that aligns with your purpose, I wanna invite you to check out my intentional online training, Podcast with Purpose. You can find out more details at podcastwithpatrice.com. That's podcastwithpatrice.com. Your purpose deserves to be amplified and I wanna help you do that. Yeah, I mean, I think that is where I learned the lesson that some people are just gonna be annoyed with your anointing and it's not for you to hide the anointing in order to appease them. Ooh. Like that's what I had to learn mm. um, because, you know, I, I come in peace, right? Like I am just <laughs> me, I walk in and I am yeah. just doing my thing. And I, ha and I have heard people, you know, learned of people who were like, oh, I don't like her. And I'm like, huh, that's, that's- Who are they? Like- <laughs> I will what find is that wrong <laughs> with you, right? I'm like, huh. But you know what I've learned too, Lori? Hmm. If you don't like me as my most authentic self, that is literally just not my problem. Oh, yeah, that's like, good. We are just not a fit in this season. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't make me right or wrong. And it doesn't make you right or wrong. But for whatever yeah. reason, we're just not jamming. We're just not gelling. It is just not the season. Now I've had people where yeah. I met them in one season of my life. And for whatever reason, we were not a fit. We didn't click. And then we are reintroduced in another season. And it's like, where have you been all my life? And yes. It's like, well, I met you five years ago. I just didn't like you. But now for whatever reason, right, the stars have aligned and, and we actually are friends and better friends than I could have even imagined because we weren't great acquaintances. And mm -hmm. so I find that you know, for whatever reason, some seasons people are just going to be turned off because I feel like if I'm trying to force anything with you, now I'm not being myself because yes. then I'm going to slip into performance mode. Mm, and I don't think I should that's... have to tap dance for your approval. Mm. That is such a good way to put it, like such a measurement, because I definitely... Um, you know, energy is such a huge revealer for me of like, obviously how you feel around that person. Um, and that is such a beautiful way to put it. Like if I have to go into performer mode, cause I definitely resonate with that, then that is just not the season for me for this person. And I love that you pointed that out because I really do think that, um, as, as a woman sometimes, and I wonder, I feel like, I feel like this is majority of what I've hear, heard from most of my female friends is like, we feel guilty around not carrying these relationships forever. Like we meet someone and we're like, now you're in my circle forever. Okay. Well, we will all die because we will not have any energy <laughs> to carry these relationships forward, let alone, you know, take care of our family, our health and go for our goals. Like there's really not a lot of room for people outside of that. And for me, it's really learning. Like there are seasons for people and letting it be okay to let people go, like letting it be okay to let them go. Even if, if, even if they still think you're in the season, if your energy is absolutely telling you that it's not the season, like, let it be okay for that relationship to fizzle. Um, that's been a really big lesson for me. Yeah. Cause I've realized too, that fizzling doesn't mean that you've burned a bridge. It just means that mm -hmm. maybe you've untied it in this season. So yep. that's the other thing is that, you know, 
it doesn't have to be ugly. It doesn't have to be nasty or mean. It's just mm-hmm. in this season, I require something different. You know, for me, in this season of separation and divorce, like I require different things. So I have certain friends that I can talk to more that can support me through that. Um, yes. And that and that just is. So it doesn't mean I don't love other friends, but you know, you get to a point, Lori, where I'm like, I don't want to hear you that you're praying for my marriage. That's not what I asked you to do. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. I mean, and we have been able to move through this with, with such ease and grace and peace. It's honestly been a blessing in a lot of ways, mm. you know, um, but, but to be in, in constant communication with friends that don't want to honor necessarily the space that I'm in, that doesn't serve me. So mm. while I love you and I know that you care, no, I'm not answering you because you are not giving me the peace <laughs> that right. I require in this season. Yes. That's it's. And I know this is, it's the same example, but different, but like in business, like I'm in a totally different business season where my past friendships, we were in a different business. So they can't bring me into the place where I need to go in this next business. So I've actually had to make a new network and new friendships because I've needed to learn new things and be supported in a different way because I can't tell them the pains or the problems of this thing and have them understand or say, Hey, this is what worked for me during the season. So it really is like understanding that as you go through these different experiences, these very big, important experiences in life, it's like, learning how to support yourself through your network and knowing who that is in each season. And that's been, honestly, that is, I'm, I'm actually going to write a new book. I don't know if I told you that, but it's going to be based on entirely around that. Like the networks will change and like next level. I think the next level in personal development is like truly like learning just what you said, like how to truly support yourself through different people in different seasons of your life. Cause it just, the same toolkit we had before, isn't the same, isn't going to help you. It's like your kindergarten teacher can't get you to graduate high school. So it's like knowing who you need in your life and who your, your new teachers are. Oh, so Lori, let's stay right there then, because I know we were talking about leveraging your network and you've been able to do that, um, you know, as you continue to build light pink, um, Mm -hmm. your latest business and, how do you do you become aware that it is time to up level the network? Um, when you are running, let's say where your where your skill set ends, you need your network to begin. <laughs> like oh, you so lit- you literally need to be like, okay, if I do not know how to do this, you better have the, you better start to develop the network that you can reach out to and ask. And it happens one question at a time. That's truly how you build your network is, you know, there's a quote, it's never a what, it's always a who. So when I'm asking myself, what should I do next? It's like, okay, what should I do? But who knows how to do that? Who already knows how to do that? And that's where I go. I don't go, you know, I do go to Google, obviously, because I try to figure out the what, but then once you kind of are like, well, I think maybe this is the what it's okay. Well, who's done that. And then once you get on the phone with that person or write a one question email, right? Cause sometimes what we do is we'll write a 30 question email. Like, what do I do in year five of my business? And it's like, girl, all you need to know how to do is like how to formulate something. Like, yes. Yes. And so when we're building a network, I think moving forward with the who has done what I want to do before and finding your one question 
that could move the needle for you right now. And writing that question to them, I promise you, you will get by far. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of no's and you're going to get a lot of ghosting. Like people aren't going to answer you, but if you lead with one question, like, Hey, I'm starting this company. Here's why, here's what I envision. Keep that to like three sentences. And then one question, if people can see everything that you wrote in one paragraph, like meaning they can see that it's just one little simple baby paragraph. I promise you, you'll get more answers than if you wrote a novel, no one's reading that people feel overwhelmed. They feel like you're a person who's not clear on what they want to do. But if you get that one question and start reaching out to a new network in that way, that's probably the best advice I could give is like, if you wanted to, let's just use a podcast, for example, instead of saying, um, you know, when you want to reach out and you want to start a network on podcasting, and let's even use me as an example. If you are reaching out to me with like, Hey, I want to start a podcast called, um, redefining wealth. Here's why I, I, or I've broken a pattern in my family about wealth. And I'm really passionate about the stories and telling women's stories. Great. That's all you want to say about that. Like literally that brief. Mm -hmm. And then can I ask you, my first question would be, do you use a company or uh, like my, my number one question or my most important question, if you'd ever be willing to answer it is, you know, how do you edit or how do you, who produces your podcast? Do you produce it or someone else? Great. Let's start right there. I would answer that in a heartbeat. No problem. But if you asked me 10 other questions, uh-huh. I'd open that message and I'd mark it unread and I wouldn't read it because it would overwhelm me. I don't have the time for it. And I'm not even sure if you're the type of person who will take action on it. So I don't know if I want to waste my energy there. So this is truly how I've built my network, like one question at a time. Go prove that you are going to go take action. Like if I told you what to do, you come back and say, thank you so much. I checked them out. I'm actually went with them. Can I ask you one more question? Of course you can, because you just took action. You made me so happy you did. Like, this is amazing. Thank you for taking my advice and letting that time have been of value. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I'm much more willing to answer the next question. And now I realize I've got a go-getter who's actually going to do something with her life, meaning like go for her goals. Now I want to help this person. I'm now bought in because she's showing me that my help is helping. And that's ultimately, isn't that what you want to do too, Patrice? Like you want to, you want to help people who want to help themselves. Yes. Yes. And that one question at a time and being really intentional and deliberate about the question. um, You know, I do get those questions and that podcasting one was great. And so I've gotten, how do you start a podcast? Mm -hmm. I mean, where do we begin? You know, it's like, that is such a Google. I usually yeah. write back. I'm like, Google, Google? has a lot. Yeah. Of, That's a, a lot. Question. Like, There's and they so do. much with it. And that was something you could have Googled. You had my attention and you, you mm-hmm. kind of wasted the time on a question mm-hmm. that is not worth my time because I know that you can just Google that, you know? Right. Um, yes. And so I love that, that one question at a time, but also as you were out collecting people, let's, you know, we've taken there's no stupid question a little too far. Like there's no dumb question. It's not a dumb question. It's just that you have to connect the question with the right person. So mm-hmm. it may not be a dumb question, but it could be a time waster, you yes. know, for someone. For Google, Google's got all day and all night to answer you about how to start yes. X, Y, Z, but how to make it successful or what did you do to do this particular thing or what moved the needle for you? That's a different question. Um, mm-hmm. that I don't mind making a quick loom and answering, you know, and th- this doesn't mean that you all start emailing me how to no. start a podcast that I don't want you to <laughs> Google it. First. I don't want to get, I don't want you to get the wrong <laughs> idea, but I'm just saying, you know, you get those things and, and I, I that makes so much sense to me where skill set ends. That's where the network begins. And mm-hmm. I love that you talked about, um, 
It's not what, it's who. I definitely have learned that when I need something, I want to do something new, Lori, I just do not waste my time on YouTube University. Like I will figure out what that next thing is and then go find the who. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just at a point of we have to get there sooner, quicker, faster. And to me, if I can find someone who's willing to be transparent about their journey um, and they are willing to share good, bad and ugly or what, you know, one tip, one resource, one, I mean, one thing can change everything. So I'm down for like the one thing from someone who's been there, done that. Yes. That's a, that's a game changer because I've seen it with clients who've come into my programs. They have taken years researching, Googling, reading, listening to podcasts, doing all the things and never taking action on any of it. Yep. I'm like you could have got with one coach and changed your life. Mm-hmm. It's painful. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's more painful because you know that one little action. I, I think that that's where people get stuck, Patrice, is like they just at the end of the day, it's one if you just did one needle moving action a day, you'd move your business so far forward, but we get caught in the busyness. But the needle moving actions are finding the who and you know building that future network of people who have done it before. And we just get caught in the, I need a better website. I need a better um, logo. I need a better name for my podcast. I need a better. And we get so stuck in those places instead of the, the needle movers of just done is better than perfect. It is every single time, like take messy action um, and then ask for help. Like it's uh, my, the, my whole story. If I can sum it up is literally done is better than perfect, messy action. Um, ask for forgiveness later, <laughs> like, and ask for help, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We at, at uh, purpose, the platform, we say sloppy progress, which is the same <laughs> as messy action, like sloppy progress. Okay. But we've, we, we've made a step in the right direction. That's what matters. So what, what's on the horizon for light pink? Like, Oh man. Well, I, my gosh. Okay. Well, the horizon for light pink is always obviously the, um, plan to get out into the world, into, um, the hands of women to connect them, create bigger opportunities and bigger conversation. Um, and we want to be the number one, um, like event sponsor. We want to be where women are connecting, like where ambitious women are connecting. Mm -hmm. Um, but I actually think there's going to be a lot more than we even think, because as times are changing as, um, co-packing manufacturing is shipping, uh, the world is just changing. And I'm very much looking forward at how, um, this company could essentially light pink could be an umbrella for, for other products as well. Um, and I think that that's an important thing to look at is always your vision, not only can stay your vision, but it, it can expand or change or pivot, mm. um, depending on how the world is changing. And that's the one thing that is, is a certain is that this world is changing and it's changing even faster every day Rapidly. with technology and all of the things. So are you, are you not only in your business, but are you really looking ahead and like, what's, what's coming, what's happening? Like, are we making sure that we're still going to be a company who could thrive? Like, is this conversation mm -hmm. still relevant? Like, what does this look like? So, um, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for the, uh, I can say on the other side now, like I have been through the ringer. This has been the most challenging thing I've ever done in my life. And I'm so grateful for it because I have learned things that I, 
I mean, the more that we learn, the more that we can do and the more we feel that we can get through. So Mm -hmm. it's the tough stuff where you're just like, where you feel maybe like you have been beaten down. That is the stuff where you get to test your faith, test your muscle, um, really build a a solid network of people who like, who's really in my support ring? Like who can you get vulnerable with so that you can grow? And, um, that's been, that's been a really cool part of this is like, wow, this has brought me to a place of like full transparency and honesty about how I feel as a leader and a human, because if I don't get vulnerable with where I'm really at, I can't grow up from there. So that's been, that it's all been so next level Patrice that it's like, Oh, the hard stuff is the good stuff. And that's even hard to say. Yeah. Well, it's not until you get vulnerable that people can offer Mm -hmm. new perspective. It's not until we get vulnerable that people can offer accountability, Mm -hmm. right? It's not until we get vulnerable that I believe that just everything starts to shift. And so I applaud you um, continuously, friend, for just what you're doing and how you're Mm -hmm. showing up. And I know that um, I have some live events coming in 2023. And I need to recreate every drink that we had at the investor dinner because they were off the (laughs) chain. I was like, yes, I need the recipe book for sure. Um, We're doing that. So when you come to any redefining wealth events in 2023, you will see light pink at every event and you'll get a a chance to like test it out. It is so, so, so yummy. So good. so proud of you. Before I let you go, I still have to ask you redefining wealth rapid wisdom questions. Let's see okay, how your I answers have changed over the last <laughs> several years here. Okay. Um, how do you define success? Now I define success as understanding where you want to be successful in your life and it's in buckets. So if you you need to really define like how you want to be successful with your family, how you want to be successful with your health and how you want to be successful with your business. And, Mm -hmm. um, for me, they're, they're actually separate. Like I actually have to create these buckets within success because there are going to be parts of your life where they're not all thriving at once. And I hope that they are, but majority of life, I feel like goes up and down and back and forth. So knowing like you're really going to thrive in some areas um, and you have to give yourself credit for those, like really focusing on how good that is to be successful in certain areas for certain seasons of your life. Yes. It sounds like living by the six pillars. That's what it sounds like, (laughs) like having an awareness of those pillars and like what you need to do to bring those up. Okay. I love it. Okay. Define wealth in three words or less. (gasps) Oh, right away. I, I thought health. I thought freedom and I thought experience. Mm, Why experience? I love that. Because wealth provides, it may not, (laughs) I'm always like, yeah, wealth doesn't buy happiness, but it kind of does because it, it also, it buys experiences, which is Mm -hmm. for me, experience is one of my top like core values to be able to have experiences with people that I love. Um, whether that's traveling to Europe, whether that's taking, you know, tennis lessons, wakeboarding, wake serving, like those experiences to me and sharing those with people, that's true wealth, being able to buy experiences for my loved ones and experience them with them whenever I want. I love that. I love that. And, you know, with Reagan, your, your little buddy, who's Mm -hmm. not so little anymore, but I know um, with Reagan, I have learned over the years that when it comes to Christmas or birthdays, I am so much more focused on the experience Mm -hmm. and the memories I know that we'll create rather than gift giving. So just like, Oh, I 
you got clothes or you got shoes or you got this thing. For me, it's like, you know, in our circumstance, we'll go on a cruise or a road trip or I'll take you here. We'll do this thing together that we always remember we did together. Yes. The sweater, you outgrow it. We it goes to, you know, Goodwill or something and that's it. And we never talk about it again, but we'll always talk about the experiences. Always. And it's shaping her and it's giving her things to like, it gives us things to talk about. It gives us things to connect over. And I think ultimately it enriches your relationships. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What's one book that has helped you redefine wealth for yourself? You know, I'm going to go with my, I probably went with this one originally because it was just the first one that changed everything for me. Um, and that was the T. Harvecker book, um, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Millionaire Mind. That was my first one. Was that your first one? It just I like w- changed the game for me. It I was the first time I realized I had a money County. story. Yeah. I went to an live event in Orange County mm. in like 2002, maybe. I was wow. maybe just still in college. I was like senior wow. year in college or something. Yeah. Um, or just had come out of college. So maybe 2003. And oh my gosh, that was the beginning of I, I I really think that was the sea planet of who I would become. I was in uh-huh. I was fascinated. Yeah. I was like, I have a money story and it's pretty heavy. And I was like, that's gotta change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Such a great book. We'll link to it in the show notes, guys. And then this is the last one. Fill in the blanks. My name is, and for me, the truth about wealth is. Hmm. Okay. I don't know what's coming out. Um, my name is Lori, and for me, the truth about wealth is that it is freedom to be us. And when we're us, the wealth comes like, I don't know. That just came out. Yeah. I mean, I think truly it's attracted when you're being your most authentic self, like when you're giving yourself permission to be you, because that's who the gifts and this, all the juiciness was given to not like who we put on in order to appease some group of people that are not even maybe our people. Yeah. I, it's interesting. I'll just say real quick. Like, I feel like, I feel like I had to experience an abundance of money to realize, to like fill in all of these things. It's like to fill in all the low hanging fruit and all the needs. Like you think you want that bag or that purse or that car or that house, or you think you want to be able to help your parents with this and, and you do. But then once you've fulfilled all those needs, it's like all that's left is kind of the truth of who you are without those things. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when you're like, what actually matters to me now that I'm not fighting to do this thing, which I do think there's a lot of beauty in the, in the hope, in the, you know, striving in the, like getting to these things. I think there's so much beauty in that journey, but then once you get to a place, man, there is some serious work that is to be done on the other side. Once you've gotten all the things that you ever thought you wanted. Um, and that's, I think that's where, when you meet those people who are truly wealthy, it's because they've realized that all the wealth in the world means nothing without like their relationships and without their connection to God or health or whatever that is. Because once you've, once you've completed all the things you thought you ever wanted, all that's left is like what really matters. And, um, you know, I had to like get there and experience that. And you're like, okay, so now what? now that you've done the things you want. So that's, that would be what that means to me. Yeah. So good. Thank you, friend. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. I got to catch up and we got to do content. I know it was so good. Tell everyone how to follow you on social media. 
Uh, well, you can follow me at Lori Harder and also at Drink Light Pink is where all of our fun efforts and everything are going at the time and um, or right now, just because that is where we are so focused on um, connecting women and creating uh, opportunities for everybody listening. Awesome. You guys, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Lori all about basically leveraging your network or taking your network to the next level. I'm My big takeaway is where skill set ends, network begins. We know the what of maybe how we need to evolve our purpose, but the who is actually going to be what helps us get there sooner, quicker, faster. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you share this episode with a friend, a coworker, a team member, a partner, someone that you love, um, because we all get to go collect the right people. We all have an opportunity to curate the communities that we need, want, and desire, um, no matter background we come from what experiences we've had and i truly hope that this episode is a blessing to you so you can find us in the redefining wealth facebook community it's absolutely free come on over share your takeaways from this episode um and besides that i'm also in social media at seek wisdom pcw come on over um and just say hey and let me know what you took away from the episode until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.